This morning, I'd like to consider what it looks like when we say no to God and compare that to what it looks like when we say yes to him. One of the more popular market slogans of our time comes from Burger King, have it your way. I think this encapsulates what goes through our minds when we say no. Simply put, this means you have the right to get or do what you want when you want it. When we say yes and we change that phrase to have it his way, we give up what we want for something even greater. We begin to trust in the kingship of Christ. Unfortunately, the New Yorker in me has spent way too much time considering my own kingship. I really despise shopping in person. And almost exclusively now, I'm an online shopper. I'll share a story and it tells you why. I can remember very clearly this one time waiting in line and losing my patience very quickly. You see, the cashier was an elderly woman who to me seemed to enjoy her job a little too much. With every customer she greeted, a 10-minute conversation ensued. With each question she asked, my temper flared, as well as my anxiety level, including the several shoppers behind me. By the time it was my turn, I had it all planned out, short and sweet. But it wasn't sweet at all. I found myself agitated, rude, and even unkind. Now, it wasn't anything I said, but my whole body language exuded an unwelcoming attitude to this kind woman. It's as if my body was saying, I'm too busy to talk, and you are not worth my time. In that moment, I emphatically shouted no to God. In light of the motto, have it your way, I'd say in today's gospel, Jesus gives us the perfect way to say yes to him. I've always found this gospel a little challenging. I mean, have you ever wondered why Jesus uses so many words to convey a simple truth to love the unloved? He repeats, I was thirsty and you gave me drink, a stranger and you welcomed me, naked and you clothed me, ill and you cared for me, in prison and you visited me. He later speaks similar words to the accursed. However, this time putting the simple word no before each phrase. We need to remember how subtle the difference is between these statements. A simple no is the only difference between those entering heaven and those subjected to eternal punishment. One word, yes or no. Life is subtle and God works in small ways as often as he works in grand and wondrous ways. The Catechism of the Catholic Church makes this remarkable statement. Jesus identifies himself with the poor of every kind and makes active love towards them the condition for entering the kingdom. Does the importance of this message overwhelm us today? Should we feel a little nervous because perhaps we haven't lived this message all that well? I think we can easily look at this as if Jesus is trying to put one over on us, as if he's saying, gotcha. 
but it's this kind of understanding that causes us to think of Jesus as a rule maker and Christianity as a game. Follow these simple steps and you get to heaven. Jesus is not that kind of king. Once we recognize that God is not about rules and laws, but rather about perfect love, we begin to understand what he's getting at. The poor are not just in soup kitchens and the imprisoned are not just in jails. Maybe you have a friend who is imprisoned by his addictions, a neighbor who is sick of being verbally abused, or maybe you have met the cashier who is poor in her loneliness and thirst for friendship. We encounter the poor every day in many different ways. It's easy for us to put the best version of ourselves and volunteer to distribute food to the poor, then the very next day criticize a waitress for getting our order wrong. But if we only live like Jesus sometimes, have we really given him his way? Turning back to the parable, let's not forget that those on the left were surprised at Jesus' decision. We find them defending themselves from his claims by saying, when did we do this? Or in other words, look, Jesus, it wasn't me. I've been following you, well, sometimes. C.S. Lewis, in his book, Mere Christianity, discusses a world gone wrong, where our freedom is so focused on pleasing ourselves that even the good in us becomes overshadowed. We don't purposely want to look down on others, abuse them, mistreat the poor, but we still do it. We go as far as treating our possessions, our pets even, greater than the people around us. How many times have we paid more attention to our phones than the person right in front of us? But in his mercy, God sees our ignorance and actually embraces it. At the end of this liturgical year, he welcomes us to trade our ways for his ways. The poor have been given to us as a gift to help us understand who Christ really is. Not a selfish leader, but rather a servant king. Today he asks us to follow his lead, not always in the extraordinary, but in the routine, in the consistent, small, subtle ways. An 18th century priest, Father Jean-Pierre Cassade, said this, had this to say about how God gives himself in the poor. God chooses what human nature discards and human prudence neglects, out of which he works his wonders and reveals himself to all souls who believe that is where they will find him. It would be enough for Jesus to love what humanity discards, but he physically enters those that are rejected. In this act, he displays his true kingship a kingship of love and concern for every person. When he is present in the poor, he is able to reach us twofold. He encounters us as we go to embrace, embrace those in need. But by encompassing the poor, he also becomes present to us 
in our own spiritual or physical poverty. A world gone wrong is a society that neglects to see Jesus in the naked, the thirsty, the hungry, the imprisoned, who are right in front of us each day. A world that's right is one that recognizes the kingship of Jesus and starts to take seriously his ways instead of our own. The church gives us this solemnity of Christ the King at the end of this year, not so we can feel bad about falling short, but so we can start anew and welcome him as our king. There are a lot of choices in life. The menu that's in front of us is long. We can pick our ways. We can pick his ways. We can even pick someone else's ways. But today Jesus comes to us through the poor so we can understand the type of love he's calling us to. And the one thing he really wants us to know today is how much he embraces us through others. He shouts to us. He wants us to say yes, and he wants us to know, whatever you did for one of the least of mine, you did it to me.